Welcome back to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. We have the marvelous voice of the Parsons Vikings for KOKC, Scott Marlowe, back on the show. You're a regular, but you haven't been on in a while, Scott. It's it ha- it to, has been a while. It's good, yeah. to, it's good to get you back. How's life been treating you? Life is good. Life is good. Looking forward to the Super Bowl tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, recording this on Saturday, but um, yeah, everything's good. You know, this is great time of year for high school basketball. Best time of year for high school basketball. And oh know, yeah, life is great. The uh, that was the reason I brought you on was because you have been on the show. We've recorded the war room that comes out the Monday after the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl, every time the Chiefs have been in it since I've been alive, <laughs> and, uh, it has been uh, they're one and one in it. We're gonna see if they break the curse. W- what a time it is to be a Chiefs fan, though. I mean, it's just how spoiled can we be? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. What three three Super Bowls here in years. four years? That's nuts. My and my, AFC championships at home in five in five straight years. It's, yeah, it's just it's just insane. My brother was telling his one of his sons how awful it was to be a Chiefs fan for several decades and his son he just couldn't even wrap his mind around it because all he knows is Patrick Mahomes and AFC <laughs> title games and trips to the Super Bowl so gosh what a spoiled little brat <laughs> so. you know my uh my idol growing up Mike my favorite you know football player was Derek Thomas sure. and first off what a tragedy when he passed. Yeah. Have you ever seen the NFL Network's A Football Life on him? It's like no, an hour-long kind no. of documentary on his life. I'd like to see that. So good. So made me ball like a baby. And I just remember the moment that stuck out to me was uh, Gunther Cunningham, that, who was the head coach of the Chiefs at mm-hmm. the time. He was the decoy under Schottenheimer all those years in the 90s uh, when Derek Thomas was there. And... Uh, the day that Derek Thomas got in the car crash in Kansas City, it was an ice storm that day. Roads were yep. just terrible. And when he got in that car crash, Gunther almost got hit by a truck on the road, too. He said he slid out like two or three times and almost got hit by some truck. Uh, and he finally got home, and his wife came out and was bawling and, and bawling in tears. Mm-hmm. And Gunther thought, one of my one of my kids got hurt. One of my kids mm-hmm. died. What happened? And she came out and goes, Derek's dying. Mm-hmm. That's what he meant to kind of everybody. Yeah. And it, you, yeah, you got to be a little older, at least, when he was playing. Did you ever, I, I saw him live once, and it was a preseason game. But Yeah, I think I saw him. I, I may have seen him in person once. He just, just, what a talent. He the, the way he ran was almost parallel to the ground when mm-hmm. he's getting around. You can't you couldn't get your hands on him. Yeah, he he was one of those guys. How can somebody that big and that strong move so fast? It didn't make any sense. He sacked John Elway 17 times in his career and I have a photo that's signed by both him and Elway of <laughs> Thomas getting a sack on Elway. It's great. Yeah. Uh let's <laughs> talk about some Parsons Vikings a little bit. Sure. First off, they're coming uh, before we kind of talk about their season as a whole, I do want to talk about how they looked on Friday night against Pittsburgh. Let's start with the Parsons boys, who are obviously playing a lot better than they have been than they were at the start of the season. They started the year what one and six, and now they're sitting at eight and nine right mm-hmm. now. Uh, they are uh, a much improved team, and they showed that in a loss to Pittsburgh. Lose what was it fifty two forty? I think it was five. I want to say fifty seven fifty two. Fifty seven fifty two. Yeah, five, and they led for a good chunk of the game. Yeah, and. I'll say this, Mason English, my God, 
he might be the best scorer in the SEK League I've seen since I've been here. And the the first half was the worst half I've ever seen him play, and he was still in double double figures at halftime with ten. Yeah, and you and think about that. He there's some people who get the ten. You're like, all right, they're having a good game tonight, mm-hmm. and we watch a guy get ten and one half and go, eh, he's a little off tonight. Yeah, and he and he was off. He missed. Yeah. A, he missed from the outside. He I mean he had some bad misses. He he missed essentially a wide open layup at some point in the game. I can't remember, but you know a, a score like that. He he got it going in the second half, and man is. He's those, one of those guys, he hits one shot, and you're like, well, that's probably the game. Because, <laughs> you know, there's going to be about a half a dozen more uh, that mm-hmm. he knocks down. And But, you know, hats off to the Vikings. If they, if they hadn't have been beat up with injuries back in December, mm-hmm. they'd already What does a healthy they, Landon Wheat the whole year look like for Parsons? Yeah. I mean, they'd, they'd have a home sub-state game wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And and I was looking at the standings. There's a real good chance they're playing the Grizzlies in the first round. What, an, what a matchup that would be. Yeah, and I know both teams right now are not only fighting for sub-state seating in a home game, but they're right on that 8-9 cusp. Right. Parsons and Labette County are in an all-out war right now to host that game, yeah. which is su- super fun for the community. I've grown to hate the parsons Labette County games, man. I feel like <laughs> it just gets so toxic, toxic in that gym sometimes, and sensitivities are raised and yeah. it is what it is uh the parsons boys though you know obviously winning that lancer classic is impressive uh for them everybody seems to want to dog the lancer classic sometimes they say oh it's weak competition they've only won it four times since 2015 i understand that's a lot but that's over half the years where they've been in it every year i believe except one mm-hmm. uh they that's every year except one where they're not winning it half the time. That means there's somebody that is better than them. And yeah, th- there is. There's always going to be some weak competition in that tournament, just because the schools are smaller. When I say weak, yeah. I mean compared to something like Parsons, who's class four. Correct. Eight. Yeah. Um, what but, I would call not necessarily Parsons peer, right? So to speak. Yeah. yeah and Parsons is not their peer either. And there's, there's but there's always a few good, really good teams. Mm-hmm. That College Heights team, the at least on the boys' side, was not a bad team either. No, they, that, were, they, they were they were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were tough. What What do you feel like the biggest? Uh, you've seen a lot of their games, as have I, but you and I have been in a lot of games. What do you mm-hmm. feel like the biggest uh, sign of improvement they've shown over the course of the year is? Why have they gone from one and six to eight and nine? And they were eight and eight right before yeah. they played a five A school that's going to win the league. Yeah. Um, other than getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they just mean seem more like a, a more co- cohesive unit. They're just they're just playing. They're they're playing more selfishly. Um, they have a great senior leader in their point guard Jesse Jones, and uh, but he's you know it went when they beat had the big comeback against the Grizzlies. I kind of anticipated Jesse taking the shot. What a but, pass! But, but he didn't. You know he's you know he was like, I don't need to make the game winning shot. I just want us to win. Yeah, and and a great. Uh, drop off to Landon for an easy layup, mm-hmm. and then and what a shot by Phillips at the buzzer! I mean, that was out of the. Uh, they were all out of sync, and he just had to pick up a loose ball, and, and he gets fight, a squared up look get, for get the way from about twenty two feet out. And I mean, he it was just short. looked like it was going in from when I was watching. Yeah, it. when it left his hand, I thought I thought it was going down. Yeah, 
Uh, Xavier Phillips had a great game that game, by the way. 21 points. No, was, that was, was his career yeah, high. He was spectacular from oh, yeah. start to finish. He is uh, He is going. He has the potential. That's the thing about Lebec County is they have the potential where there's one of about four or five guys that could be really special on any given mm-hmm. night. Hudson Baker's playing a lot better this year, too. I he, think. he looks a lot more comfortable on the offensive end. Anytime mm-hmm. you have a guy that's six foot seven playing in the SEK, you know they're <laughs> going to block some shots. You know they're going to get some rebounds. They can yeah. and be a decent defender. It, it, it's the offensive skills that, that can be slow to develop, but he's coming right along. That was uh, a sign of, I think, that comfort and that progression that we've seen out of Hudson Baker was put on display in that final minute when Parsons took a lead. They took their first lead in the second half. Uh Finished that comeback. I believe it was on a... I can't remember who hit the shot that gave them their first lead. But then, no timeout, nothing. Uh Right down the floor. Right back into Hudson Baker on a post-entry. Turn around. Right in. That was where... They weren't doing that. Hudson Baker wasn't getting that ball a year ago. Right. They were like... And and if he got that ball, it wasn't going in. And Hudson was (laughs) a good... Hudson's been a good player who's, who's... uh, never been. Uh, he's never been a guy who hasn't been afraid of the work or anything like that. But you know, they just went right down into him, and he gave him right back the lead. I thought looking at the play that Parsons won the game on. So if people remember right, it was Jesse Jones from the top of the key drives down, defense collapses on him. He dishes it to Landon. Uh, they end up winning the game. What a lot of people didn't see was. It was Jamarian Washington that came out and set that high ball screen. Mm-hmm. While and while Jesse rejected the screen, he mm-hmm. went. He did not use the screen. Yeah, he went right. It was Jamarian that brought Hudson Baker with him mm-hmm. out. Yep. What great play! What great play design! What great execution there! And that was after kind of a scramble situation where. Parsons had to reset its offense real quick, and Jamarian just kind of looked around and realized who was on him and said, all right, I got to go set this screen. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's high IQ right there. Yeah, and if you if you wanted me to pick a guy other than like Landon Wheat as a healthy Landon Wheat versus a unhealthy Landon Wheat, Washington, he, he has really come on strong. Oh, he, my he, goodness, he, he yes. Is, he, you know, he's only about six foot, six foot one, but he he is so strong down in the paint, you know. I mean, he he can just flat out bully. He's playing yeah, down he's there. playing more like a bully the last few games. Yeah. And that and that's what the Vikings need because they are undersized. You have Landon Wheat who plays like he's about 6 foot 8 because he can jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it for that's it for height. So they so they need somebody like Washington to really, you know, be a bruiser in there and I remember uh Tony Fuentes, my broadcasting partner, said, you know, it's like Back in December, he was like, "Yeah, Washington, he's he's doing good, but it's like watching a a football player in a basketball jersey." Mm-hmm. And while there's still some truth, and that's to that, kind of what he is to a degree. His his offensive skills are getting his low post moves from December to February. I I can't believe the improvement. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's been remarkable to watch. And that's what make that's what could make a substate exciting. Obviously, for Parsons, though, and for anybody else, you end up in that 8-9 game, you're going to end up going to the one seed. And do you see who that is? Who is it right it's now? It's probably going to be Atchison over three hours away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> and Hopefully somebody will make a substate game around yeah, here closer to that so in my area. We don't, uh, well, obviously we never see Atchison play. 
and uh, and I looked at their scores, and I'm sure I think they're currently 14 and one. Last I checked, probably 15 and one by now. So they're they're tough, but I have a feeling if they play Parsons or D, I don't know who would win, but I don't think it would be a blowout. No, the way those two teams are playing. Absolutely, Scott. We're gonna go to a quick break when we come back. Uh, more war room with uh, KLKC's voice, voice of the Vikings, Scott Marlowe, here in the building. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome back to the war room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Scott Marlowe, voice of the Parsons Vikings for KLKC, here joining us uh, in studio. Scott, before we keep talking about the Vikings, want to ask about Harley, Harley Marlowe, your daughter, up at Emporia State. She's still running. How's how's her life treating her up there? Yeah, she's having a rough go right now. She's sprained an ankle. Oof. And, and for a runner, that's about as... Yeah, <laughs> and it, 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 was, it was a pretty bad sprain. They actually just... Less than an hour ago, she competed for the first time in several weeks, and uh, she she said it hurt. <laughs> mm. She 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 ran it ran a four hundred uh, just to see if she could do it, and she finished the race. Of course, her time wasn't great, and I just hope no further damage was done. But I I don't think she'll be full strength until outdoor season, which is over a month away. Gotcha. So, but, How's uh? Have we gotten the same doctors that have been working on Mahomes to work on Holly's ankle? <laughs> I, I told her. Uh, I told surely her that. she'd be running. She'd be at the Olympics by that right. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I wish she had access to that kind of care, but they're they're doing what they can. You know, she's getting treatment every day, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it, you know, I've I've never had a sprained ankle, but I know a lot of people who have, and it's just a lot of rest and a lot I'll of time, this, a lot of patience. No foot leg injury ankle injury none of them are pleasant at all Mm -hmm. because your weight is on your feet all the time i remember i got plantar fasciitis once Mm. uh, when i was like 17 yeah oh my gosh i still remember to this day how (laughs) much it hurt all the time yeah any 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 foot issues Mm -hmm. are going to be miserable that's just how it is what, I'm curious from in your opinion, and I know you had to be at some Parsons games, but you only caught so much of mm-hmm. it. Do you think Mahomes should? Do you, would you have put Mahomes back out there against the Jaguars, or would you have let Chad Henney play that game? That that's a really good question. If it, it was close enough, I can understand why they put him in. But Henney, you know. 98-yard drive for a touchdown. <laughs> what a what a playoff hero he's been yeah. for the Chiefs, by the way. You know, and, and ba- based on that, maybe I would have stuck with Henny just a little bit more because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it turned out fine. You know, I, Mahomes could still, you know, heaven forbid, tweak that ankle tomorrow night. Uh, but, you know, he's had another two weeks of rest and treatment, and hopefully mm-hmm. he's good to go. But, yeah, as far as, <laughs> as, far as man, I – because it, it looked ugly. The injury looked bad. Oh my gosh! It just looks the way the Jaguars guy fell on his ankle, mm-hmm. and it just contorted. Oh my goodness! You know it's funny. Shortly after that, when obviously the whole world was focused on Mahomes' ankle leading up to the Bengals game, mm-hmm. I saw some photo posted on Instagram or Twitter or something by his mom, and he was like, "Happy to be here with the family." And it was just a picture of her and her family with Mahomes. <laughs> and, I, and my reaction was, "What is he doing up? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mom, get it together." <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> he needs to be sitting down right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was surprised that he was standing up for the post game interviews. Yeah. You know, I was like, time to start resting that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go get some treatment. Why aren't you doing it right now? <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's get back uh, to the task at hand, which is 
looking at some Parsons basketball. Let's shift gears uh, to the girls mm -hmm. uh, team for Parsons. Uh, obviously, they have the better record than the boys. They are in contention for a home playoff game. Uh, they have been they have looked impressive this year. They won the Lancer Classic just like the Parsons Vikings boys did. Disappointing loss to Pittsburgh. And to be honest, Scott, I feel like they have regressed since uh, they won that Lancer Classic. They got ranked and they got put into the state rankings. Mm -hmm. And to me, they have not looked impressive since then. They barely beat a Chanute team that they I'm not saying they should have blown out Chanute. They had to come back and beat Chanute. Chanute mm -hmm. is well coached. And, you know, I love Dustin Fox. I would hire Dustin Fox for any coaching opening I had in girls basketball. If I were running any sort of school, I would call Dustin Fox and see if he wanted it. But uh, they just did not look good in that game. They didn't defend well in that game. And Chanute really struggles on offense. And Chanute looked like a scoring juggernaut against the Vikings. Then uh, Parsons gets, um, who did they get after that? They had a week off, I think. It wasn't Lebet County next. There was a game before that. I'm trying to. They were front neck. Front neck. It was front neck. That that was a high scoring game. That was a high scoring yeah. game. And they, Parsons, they lost that game. Mm -hmm. uh, they come back. Then they go to Fort Scott. Lost that one. And and I know that was the result of a lot of a, a lot of factors. I know and I him was saddled with four fouls in the first half after she picked yeah. up a tech. Uh, and you know, techs can always be controversial whether they were right or wrong. Uh, so, you know, that just, when, when, you, when the player who you probably rely on the most over the course of four quarters is sitting on the bench with four fouls in the first half, that's yeah. a recipe for disaster when you're going up against a Fort Scott team on the road. Again, well, coach, uh, coach steps over there, man, he is, he is something to watch as yeah. well. He yeah, is, he, a, he's out, he's outstanding. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good SCK. coaches. Uh, in the SEK League, especially on the girls' side, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Then they come back from that game against Fort Scott, play Labette County. Again, Labette County, a team, Brandon Vollmer, very good coach. Mm -hmm. We saw. I remember she took over an Erie team that didn't win a game and had them going to sub-state championships and almost yeah. making the state tournament. Vollmer, for, the Erie girls have been very stable for a long time. They're a little down this year, but they had about 10 years of nothing but stability and winning records. That was all sparked by Brandon Vollmer. Right. Uh, you know, they're very... So, Lebec County, again, well-coached. They beat Parsons earlier in the year. That win probably shouldn't have happened if you're thinking about the level of talent. Then you look at just how the Parsons girls played against Lebec County. They needed to come back and win that one. Then they lose to Pittsburgh. Why are we not seeing the same Parsons team that came out of winter break, which they looked like world beaters coming out of winter break. After they lost those two going into break to Fort Scott and to Labette County, they came out of winter break looking really good. They think they won like six or seven in a row. Uh, I'm curious what you feel like uh, maybe has shifted over the last, over the last few games. Obviously, the, the competition has gotten a little tougher. Yeah, there's been some tough competition, although... The exception to that was the loss last night to, to a previous, previously winless Pittsburgh team. Uh, I, I guess to answer your question, I would say, you know, every team across the state, they have a high point in their season, they have a low mm -hmm. point. And I'm hoping that the Lady Vikings just hit their low point last night. <laughs> and and now they can only go up from here. Um, you know, I, I was really, really worried when I heard they lost their point guard to a transfer situation down to Oklahoma and Ellie Valentine Florence was already the best point guard in the SEK yeah, league as a freshman. Yeah, yep. She was so good and she made everybody's strength stronger because everybody didn't have to do that extra role of mm -hmm. ball handling. Yeah. I, she could 
initiate everything. I don't know if she could also just shoot off the dribble. She could just fire that thing. And yeah, it would she, go she in. was she was so fun to watch, and it's 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 hard to fathom that she was just a freshman mm-hmm. when I was watching her last year. And um, I, I think most of our listeners know, but maybe some of them don't. I mean, when you have a top flight point guard, it changes everything, everything. for the better. Uh, for your team. I mean, let's look at some of the best teams overall that have been here uh, in my area since I've been here. Uh, the Parsons boys in that 2019 and 2020 mm-hmm. stretch, they had Derek Williams. Right. Uh, the Labette County boys that made two straight state tournament trips, they had Javon Magic Relaford. Uh, the Labette County girls uh, had Tristan Gegg and Erica Gardner the, those years they were making the state tournaments as Christy signed his career. Uh, started to wind down there. What a great hire by Anthony Houck, by the way, to get her on the staff. Right. Uh, you look at, I'm looking at uh, the Cherry Road girls who made the state tournament last year, broke a 13-year streak of not making the state tournament. Uh, not only are they coached by the former point guard that made it there, they have a Jay Lee, they have Jay Lee Reeser, who was on the cover of our basketball magazine and is an electric point guard. Played a lot like Ellie Valentine mm-hmm. Florence, honestly. Uh, you look, you know, just going around the horn, uh, the Erie team that made two straight state tournament trips under Nick mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. They had a, they had an electric pro and Eric Dillinger, but they had a point guard in Garrett Wark that could just run that offense and was picture perfect. And when you have gr- a great point guard play, you're good. I don't think there's a team out there with a terrific point guard that is not at least 500 right. or right yeah. around there. Even Parsons has a very good point guard. And to me, while Parsons is really lacking height, and, you know, you just think that they don't have all the tools there to be an elite team. They're capable of being a 500 team and a little better against what has been some stiff competition all year because they have an elite point guard in Jesse Jones. Yeah, and if they'd been healthy early, whether 8 and 9, I'd say they'd probably be, you know, 11 and 6, mm-hmm. you know, right now. So, And I know they're out of our coverage area, obviously, but how about Grant from Pittsburgh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gee whiz. I mean, I got, he, I got so tired of watching him do his <laughs> thing against the Vikings. Although we got, we did get some wins against him back when we had our mm-hmm. top flight teams. Uh, I was talking about that with Anthony Houck the other night. I think the moment in Parsons basketball history since I've been here, so I got here in 2014 uh, or fall of 2014, uh, the moment that stands out to me the most in Parsons Vikings basketball history, really in the last decade, is that pull up three from Derek Williams that gave Parsons the lead after they were down by over 20 points at home to Pittsburgh. A game Parsons ended up winning. Yeah, That, that was, was the three that either gave him the lead or tied it. That gym went nuts. Yeah, that, that was... I, I, still, I still watch that comeback from time to time when I can find it on YouTube. Sometimes it's hard to find. But, yeah, that was, that was, an, that was a great night, a great game. And, uh, yeah, Dariq, Dariq <laughs> could do it all. <laughs> and, I mean, what confidence... Yeah. I mean, that was off of steel in transition, just stop yeah. and pop. And I think he was just a sophomore that year. Yeah. So, man. Is there is there a man, is there a guy that you know, and maybe I'm getting too philosophical, mm-hmm. is there a guy you know whose life is more unfair than Dariq Williams? No. Just how many injuries he has <laughs> no. sustained no. and had to endure over no, the years? No, not as far as somebody's basketball career goes. That's just, uh, yeah. It's not fair. No, no justice at yep. all. I, you know, that was, I was talking to Derek Williams. He came, so he's still on the New Yorkshire County roster. Mm-hmm. He's injured again, uh, but he's on the New Yorkshire County roster. So he was sitting on the bench when they played Labette here in town about a week or so ago. And 
I talked to him a little bit. I just looked at him and I was like, it's not fair, is it? And he goes, nope. Mm-hmm. But he said it with a smile on his face. Yeah. Still the same guy he always is. Yeah. And I'm not that way. I'm more sensitive than, than he <laughs> is. Gosh, I lose my temper more than him. And I feel like my life's not that bad. Right. So, yeah. And I'm not saying Derek Williams' life is bad, but it, it's disappointing that someone who genuinely is as talented as he is and who is so fun to watch play the game. And when he, he got to play, I think, like eight, nine games for the Ulster County this year, he was their leading scorer. You know yeah. what we know what he's capable of. We know the gifts that God gave him. Can we see him get a chance to use it? And, he, and he's one of those guys that just loves being on the court. He's having fun. Yeah. Every second he's out there, and I'm sure his all these injuries make it even more that way. And he, he's going to mm-hmm. relish any time that he can get on the court. Yep. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us this week on the War Room. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you, sir. If the Chiefs won on Monday, um, it will will the mail even come? <laughs> will, will people just be without for that day? No, that's, or? that's a good question. We may, we may just call it. We may just have a lo- at least a local holiday. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> Nobody would complain about that. You know, I was looking at movie theater times too, and I saw the theater was playing movies on Sunday. I was like. Why? Nobody's going to be there for a 6.30 showing on Man, Sunday. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, I guess if you're not a football fan, that'd be the Maybe time the to go perfect to the time to go then. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe those are like when all the non-football fans go to watch movies because they don't have to deal with us. <laughs> That'll do it here on the war. If they won, we're all happy. If they lost, I'll be... I, I took a week off work, but man, I I may extend my vacation a little bit. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. Scott, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Sean. Go, go Chiefs. Chiefs. No matter what. No matter what, go Chiefs. It's a great time to be alive. I'm your host, Sean Fye. Everybody stay safe and God bless.